welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm your host, Elena Stoddard. And as always, I want to start off by saying thank you for being here. I'm so excited that you decided to click on this episode and that you're taking the time to listen to little old me talk. That makes me super happy. And this week, it's not only going to be little old me talking to you. I'm also including one of my favorite guests that I've had on the show. And I don't know if this person knows this, but their episode is actually in the top 10 of streams. Oh my gosh, for real? Yeah, like top 10 I'm most honored. streams, right? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> and so if you didn't already hear the first episode, I have on my current roommate, bestie, teammate, my friendly neighborhood gay who knows about hair dye piercings and tattoos, <laughs> my fashion expert who literally makes me look not basic. Um, <laughs> without further ado, the wonderful, amazing, your favorite can of soup, Campbell. Hi. I feel like I outdid myself there in that introduction. No, you did. I feel like really oh, shoot. H- hyped up. I'm just super hyped. Okay, I'm so excited that you're here because we have such a good episode planned for you, my listener, because we are talking about some very heavy topics, such as how to deal with someone or maybe even society could be the someone when they don't approve of who you're dating. Mm. Because that's a bitch. It's a bitch. It's not fun. Um... We're also talking about differences in how one might emotionally grow or maturity-wise in a short-term versus a long-term relationship. And finally, we are getting into a little bit of situationships and those gray area things. Absolutely delightful. Yeah, those are so fun yet My so favorite. painful. <laughs> so let's just reel it all back and... Before we even get into that, any of that, let's just give a little bit of background context for our listeners, a little spark notes oh, recap. Yes. Okay. Well, me and Elena met last year during orientation. Yeah, you were one of the first people oh, I yes. met coming to college. And I was like, wow, this girl is very spunky, very, very high energy. <laughs> and then we like joined rugby together, but accidentally. Like, yeah, we weren't together we at the club We didn't plan player. to join it together. We were planning to join a different club, but then we got really close during rugby, and we're like, we should live together. Hence, now we are each other's sophomore year roommate. Yes. And I know people say, like, yo, you shouldn't be living with your friend, but it works out. It works it's out. It's working great. It's literally a We have a, a great roommate dynamic. It is. And it's so great because my type A, like, my organization and micromanagey, <laughs> like, covers the both of us, but at the same time, Campbell's chillness reminds me, like, not to overwork myself and die. Exactly. It's a nice balance. And also, I'm someone who I, even though we don't have our own kitchen, I will use the communal kitchen, and I'm very diligent about food, so I feed Campbell, and in return... I clothe Elena for every event. Yes, and every time I have a piercing issue or something, Campbell's the one to fix it. Oh, that's very true. I have shoved a couple earrings into clothing piercings <laughs> literally and i will be sitting there going oh my god my, 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 my. like it's okay you're fine it's okay that's basically what it sounds like anytime campbell needs to fix something in my <laughs> um but yeah let's get into today's content because mm-hmm. i'm very excited so yes, me too. i want to start off with the first thing is how do you deal with when someone doesn't approve of who you're dating and this is someone where you are sure that you want to date them it's not Mm -hmm. just a oh no like you really like the person yeah it just really depends who it's coming from 
Okay, let's give some examples. So, like, (laughs) if it's coming from, like, a close friend, they might see something in your partner that you're not because you're romanticizing your partner. So you might want to reassess and take a step back Mm -hmm. and maybe not get so defensive. Mm. Um, But there is also, like, certain... Like, if society doesn't approve of my relationship because I'm gay, obviously that's not something that has to do with my partner or a relationship, like, morally... Mm-hmm. So it's not it's, you and the person. It's not you and the person. It's just like the concept of a gay relationship being scrutinized. As a yeah. Pe- so it it just really does depend on who's not approving of your yeah. relationship. And can we back it up to the point where where you mentioned the friend and how if one of your very close trusted friends doesn't mm-hmm. approve of who you're dating, how do you not be defensive? Because it's so much easier said than done. I know. I think a lot of my friends, like there has been a time where my friends have not approved of someone I was dating. Really? And this was high school. So obviously okay. I was like head over heels, like, oh my God, I'm going to marry this person, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and always at the end of it I always look back and I was like dang they were right (laughs) you know what it's so funny you say that because I'm raising my hand because I've been there too everyone has been there where it's just like it's just those rose-colored glasses where you're like this person is perfect they can do no wrong yes exactly oh they did something that really disrespected my boundaries and my it's fine but like they're cute so like it's okay like they're hot (laughs) Yeah, I think you make such a great point in that if you let it happen once, you really need to learn from that mistake. Exactly. And kind of set maybe that boundary before you enter in a new relationship. Yeah, just be very communicative, mm-hmm. very straight up. And if your friends are catching red flags that you aren't, you got to listen to your friends. And I guess it also helps too if it's multiple friends, not if just one. If it's multiple friends, then you definitely you be running. Re- you says, Pack running your for bags the hills. <laughs> Dump that mother... Forker. Forker, yes. Mother Forker. Mother Forker. PG. Yeah. (laughs) We're trying not to drop many F-bombs. Sorry, my bad. No, no, you're all good. And then when it comes to society, because Mm -hmm. I am very privileged in the sense where I am a heterosexual. Boo. Tomato, tomato, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. I love my straight allies. <laughs> I promise. And I, before I became close friends with you, I obviously had like queer friends in high school, mm-hmm. but I've never heard of someone firsthand experiencing the type of crap that I've heard you receive before. I went on a date just yesterday and yeah. some man was like, you know, like, I want to see you kiss her again, like to me and my date, like our first date. And I had to defend myself for with someone that I wasn't even like fully dating yeah it's just the concept of like mm -hmm. lesbianism that is so scrutinized and like he was trying he was trying to say that he was supportive of lesbians like he was supporting my relationship when he was just sexualizing us yeah and for context for you as a listener Campbell was literally in like a pretty public chill socially acceptable place for a couple to be kissing yeah. It was very socially acceptable, and I bet if you were a straight couple, you would not have received any of the shit you did. Oh, absolutely not. There was, like, straight couples making out, and, like, Probably no problem. doing more. Oh, absolutely, but, like, no, they don't get any attention. They don't get that kind of 
the let me see you do it let again. me see you kiss her again like that's it's just so and Ugh, like it's yucky and especially when i'm in a relationship i get that like homophobia all the time just because it's societally acceptable to be homophobic be homophobic to Ugh. like make those comments like if i hold hands with like a partner on the train i've had people be like oh haha like gay people or like laughing at us just for holding hands meanwhile straight couples are like literally friggin grinding on each other sometimes on the subway car and i'm like that that's what you should be laughing at that's ridiculous that's goofy get a room that's (laughs) so like gross but like me holding hands that's like that's just too sitting much. minding your own business just kind of holding like we weren't yeah. even talking we were just holding hands no literally it's horrible and so how do you think that you cope with that because that is i bet it's emotionally exhausting it is and so that's a conversation you kind of have to have with your partners mm-hmm. um you have to be like are you comfortable dealing with this and still showing, like, PDA with me? Or do you want to, like, tone down the PDA so we don't get those comments? Ooh. That is, like, a really harsh conversation you have to have because you have to be, like, basically, are you brave enough to, like, take oh, this, so these sad. hits all the time? Oh. Or would you rather play it safe? Yeah. And it's really just dependent of whether you feel you know safe walking around in public holding hands with your partner, which shouldn't be a conversation you have yeah. to have. No, it's so forked up. Like, the way that you literally have to be like, okay, are we choosing to be ourselves today and get bullied and harassed? I've gotten bullied by, like, children for being gay. Like, seven-year-olds. And you (laughs) know that's their parents, like, talking to them. Like, it's just ridiculous. But, yeah, like, I've had to have that conversation multiple times where it's just like, are you... That's so sad. Okay holding hands with me today. And it's so interesting that you bring up holding hands because I... So I first, I don't know if you know what I look like, but I'm a very small woman. Like I'm not intimidating. (laughs) Like if I'm walking down the street at night, I'm so easy to mug. And sometimes, (laughs) yeah, it's true. I'm self-aware. And sometimes when I'm walking with a guy friend and Mm -hmm. I walk past, you know, a more dark place or a group of people, I will hold that guy friend's hands and they know it. They lean into it too. I try and look like we're a couple and that protects me. That holding a man's hand no. protects me oh my god in your case holding hold, hands it, it makes puts it... a target on your yeah. which is insane to me how much yeah like, what you should feel safe like holding your partner's hand but yes, it's but like the fact that it it's... puts a huge target on your head basically like if you're it's, gay if you're gay but it if you're makes straight you a it's okay it, it actually, actually yeah. it gives me more power than i had yeah which is ridiculous that's just crazy. Yeah. So, like, societally, there's a lot of problems with people judging your relationship, for sure, if you're queer in any sense. Yeah. And lastly, someone who doesn't approve of who you're dating, which could be compared to close friends, mm-hmm. is a parent or a guardian. Ooh. Family. Literally family. That's a hot topic <laughs> with yeah. me. Um, well, I guess... My mom would not have approved of any of the people I dated, like, while I was still living at home. Like, no matter who they were, no matter how nice they were, no matter how ambitious they were, like, how good they were on paper, it was because we were gay. Mm. And so, like, she would always find something wrong with them. She would always find Mm. something that, you know, 
like, you shouldn't be dating this person because they did this one thing that seemed disrespectful to me, Mm -hmm. which would be small or minor, Um, Mm -hmm. which isn't me being like, oh my god, they're so cute, they can get away with anything. Like, it would literally just be like... Maybe they just breathed funky. They, like, chewed loud. (laughs) Or, like, like they just sneezed a little too... (laughs) Yeah, like, how dare you? Yeah. So, that's really hard because you feel like you're always defending, you know, someone you care about. Against someone who, like, is your family and you you love. love. Yeah. So that's really difficult, but, I mean, I guess the way I overcame that was just simply by continuing to be gay, so she kind (laughs) of learned, like, her best option was for me to date, like, a very successful lesbian. Like, that was... (laughs) That, that was the compromise. That's what you get. <laughs> I was like, I just didn't stop being gay, so she had to accept it. Dang. Yeah. I so mean... she came to start accepting my partner. She's still a little weird about it. Like, she wants me to date a girl that looks super straight. That's... Which is so strange. That's something for... Your mom and their th- and her therapist to unpack. I don't I, even know. I don't know that's where a, to go with that because like that would that's make for another day. That would make me the boyfriend, which I feel like she doesn't want. So I'm confused. That's something for another day. Yeah, that's a that's different not our problem. Thing. Yeah, that's I'm not just my like business. not even gonna <laughs> address that. <laughs> but yeah. All right. So transitioning into our next two topics, which I think these two go hand in hand, mm-hmm. so we can talk about them at the same time. I don't know where you want to start, but it's comparing how different like how there's a difference between how you grow emotionally and mature wise Mm -hmm. when you date someone for a short term usually a situationship type beat Mm -hmm. versus a long-term serious relationship and then why is it that sometimes when a situationship ends or a short-term thing it can hurt more than a long term Uh, yeah i do see so you're coming from pick your go wherever you want to start well i think the differences in how you grow in short-term versus long-term, mm-hmm. I think in short-term relationships, you learn more about yourself, and in long-term relationships, you learn more about how other people should treat you. Okay. Okay, bestie, elaborate. <laughs> oh. Well, because, like, in short-term relationships, you're learning to live in the moment, mm-hmm. you're learning how people first perceive you mostly, because, like, those Ooh. things are very, you know, they're fast-paced, usually and mm-hmm. you're just getting like that first in- first uh what's the word first impression mm-hmm. like seeing how people see you um yeah. initially and then in long term you kind of like when those end you kind yeah. of reflect on what happened and how you reacted who you are as a person but also how that person treated you and what you learned from that yes and also you could also look at who you are when you're very emotionally and probably physically connected to someone else. Yes. Because even as a listener, and I know Campbell can relate to this, have you ever had a time where you dated someone or maybe you just hung out a lot around someone and you started to see yourself change? That's so true. Either for the better or for the worse. Yeah, Which is so scary that someone can change you like that. No, yeah, like, if you're around someone that makes you feel insecure 24-7, you're going to become an insecure person. Yes, and vice versa. If you're with a loving person who truly adores you and wants your best interest, your confidence is about to shoot up tenfold. Absolutely. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's so interesting. 
Yeah, long-term is definitely how you connect with people more than it is, like... Well, it's also self-reflection, obviously. Yeah, hundo percento. But in short-term, I think it's also how you react to a short-term ending, too. That kind of leads into, like, the situation-type beat, Mm -hmm. where, like, you kind of learn to enjoy the time... I think I mentioned this in the other episode, like, Mm -hmm. enjoying the time you have with that person while you have them. Yeah. Um, If you definitely know it's going to be a situation-ship. Like, just living Mm -hmm. that moment, enjoying that person's presence, and when it ends, like, just kind of reflecting and being like, well, I'm glad that happened. Mm -hmm. But I can also see how it hurts more, because there's a lot more potential there. Like, you're mourning what could have happened. Yes, Because if you get along well enough to be in a situationship, there's always that potential of being like, wow, we could have been really good in a relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I think you make a great point with both of those things. And a lot of the times I've realized that the people that I have dated, yeah, I enjoyed their presence. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. their presence. But, like, not that much. Which makes me reconsider who am I choosing to date then. Yeah. Because if I can't simply enjoy their presence fully, why am I giving them time and energy? And you wouldn't enjoy their presence in a relationship either. No. So then why am I here? So like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what are what what are we doing? What's the point? So that's such a good point as well. Yeah, no. I think I've learned a lot in like situationships is just like enjoying the person's presence, like their mm-hmm. place in my life and also what they Aww. taught me. Yeah. Um because they will always be a part of my life regardless of whether we end up dating or not and they will always have taught me some sort of lesson whether it's unfortunately like character development or it's like wow that person was really sweet and they were very kind to me and maybe I Mm -hmm. should look for that in a partner Mm -hmm. in like a long term yeah you can pick and choose little traits about people to put on your roster this is what I want in the future exactly yeah and when you circling back to when you said that a situationship or something shorter ending can hurt more. Mm-hmm. I saw this TikTok and it was like, here's reasons why it hurts more being dumped in the honeymoon phase Ooh. than it does seriously. Because when you're in the honeymoon phase, like you said, you've got those rose glasses on. Yeah. This person can do no wrong. Like you're literally so passionate. The chemistry, mm-hmm. the it's just off the charts. And you get to see nothing bad about that person exactly i think it's like the three month mark is where you start yes yeah it's where you start seeing their flaws so if you Mm -hmm. can get through like the third month Mm -hmm. you can like you're you're pretty solid Mm -hmm. um but yeah the honeymoon phase is definitely like hormones are everywhere yeah and if you like break up or stop things there i have to say to get through breakups i normally focus on the negatives on why this person was wrong for me and it well, really helps. If that helps you, like, and so, fully go for it. And so if you end things in the honeymoon phase, you don't get to see that person's flaws. So then you're kind of like, fork. They yeah. were perfect. Even though they weren't. They weren't. You just you didn't just, see it yet. Yeah, you just didn't. They didn't have time to, like, pull off those rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, that's really interesting. I had never thought about, like, getting dumped in the honeymoon phase versus, like... A little bit past it. Fourth month in. (laughs) (laughs) It's still not fun. It's still not fun. Breakups are never fun, but like... I do think it hits a little different. It hits harder. Especially situationships. Sometimes you don't have as clear and defined boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so you might not even completely know why it ended. Yeah. Like in a relationship, a long-term serious one, you know the issues that you and your partner had. 
No, yeah, I think my most, like, defined relationship breakup Mm -hmm. situation was my most recent one where, like, it was maybe, it was, like, three months in, I think. Oh, no. Yeah, it was, like, exactly the third month, but we had started seeing these flaws in each other and also flaws in ourselves in a relationship, and so that was very clean cut, but if that person had dumped me, like, prior to that... I think I would have been a mess. Because you didn't get to see the flaws. Because I didn't get to see the flaws and and I didn't get to analyze that and be like, maybe this person wasn't completely right for me and like, I need to readdress that at a later date Mm -hmm. (laughs) in therapy or something. (laughs) Or when I'm emotionally capable of handling it. Yeah, when I'm like ready to address that, I will. But like... It did help to, like, know that there was some flaws in our relationship to where I could, like, analyze that and be like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe it was for the best. Yeah. And maybe we do need to do some growth before yeah, even considering trying again exactly. or anything like that. Yeah. And so as a listener, I hope that some of this resonates with you. Maybe you find it interesting I don't know. Think on your own life. Uh, Do you have anything else that you want to add? Because we covered our three bullet points. Lovely. Mm. And we don't need to. I'm not a rambler. Like, I do ramble, but I'm trying not (laughs) to here. I'm also trying not to ramble. I just, mm, just do a lot of self-reflection. It'll help with a lot of self-growth. And don't put too much emphasis on your relationship and dating life. Because if you don't, like, reflect on yourself and you don't grow, how are you supposed to grow with another person? facts yeah and also you're a cutie patootie and you're adorable you deserve such a lovely relationship or situationship whatever you want babe yeah exactly so with that you will definitely be hearing more of campbell yeah i will talk to you next week Bye. bye